yo what's up welcome to unapologetic live with amala i am your host amala that is my name we also have scott here hey, everyone he's in the producer's bay today and we need scott on uh today's podcast because we are going to be reacting to alpha male podcasters <laughs> so i need I, I think we can qualify scott as an alpha male scott. yeah I'll, I'll do my best to to fill in uh, okay. for taylor and, and give some good tidbits perfect so scott's going to be the reasonable male who's listening to some of this podcast creation what these men are saying and then we're going to give you i'll give you the female perspective or at least my conservative a female perspective on what they have to say so we're going to be reacting to a lot of different men here this seems to be a new I, I don't even know if i want to call it subculture but it is seemingly a subculture that has been created in response to what seems to be the issues that have been created by social media online dating in modern day feminism and with that we hear rhetoric of toxic masculinity uh, women who don't need no man, women who don't want children, they just want to be the crazy aunt who is always doting on her nieces and nephews but never have children of her own, women that say I'd rather focus on my career, my intellect, my own money, my own prospects as an individual than creating something like a relationship or a family. And with that, and what I believe to be sort of an underlying demonization of masculinity and masculine traits, alpha males have grown from the hole that we've created in our culture. Now, what is an alpha male exactly? You guys are going to get a feel for what it means to be an alpha male, at least according to these men who do these podcasts and make these videos on platforms like TikTok. But for the most part, it seems to be this extreme embrace of masculine traits, this sort of being unaffected, not chasing women, not being a quote simp, which is, you know, a new phenomenon that we've experienced as well of men who are quote, the nice guys. They're always doting on women, doing everything for them, constantly trying to garner female attention. And those men have been characterized as simps. So this is sort of an anti-simp revolution that we're seeing right now in podcasting and social media. Uh, you've probably heard of the Fresh and Fit podcast. They've been the subject of many a controversy with clips of their podcast that will go viral of these men. I believe their names are Andrew Tate and Myron Gaines sitting with women who typically represent modern day feminist ideology and ideas and just completely going at them with how they view masculinity, how they view dating and relationships. So I figured why not go down the rabbit hole that is alpha male culture today uh, and look at some of these viral moments and respond to it myself, see what we're thinking, get your guys' commentary in the comments down below so we can have a discussion about this. I also put out a post today, a community post that you guys can go and vote on about whether or not you think modern day feminism has ruined dating and relationships in the modern age. And you guys can answer that, yes, no, maybe, and put your full comments in the comments down below. We're gonna go through some of those at the end of today's show to read what you guys are thinking. Here's video one. This is Myron Gaines from the Fresh and Fit podcast. Now, warning, if you're a young person watching right now or somebody who doesn't like cursing or uh, words that can be speaking about things that are not exactly appropriate uh, when it comes to dating and relationships, this might not be the best video for you, but if you're into that stuff and you want to hear it, uh, here we go. We're going to get into it. Want to accept it or not? They know deep down their value is 1,000% derived from the way they look. I'm gonna say that one more time for you guys, all right? Because I know I might have some feminists or some other career women. That might, That's not true, baby. That's not true. Okay. Women's value is 100% determined by the way that they look, okay? okay? That is their primary agency. Everything else comes after, okay? So women know deep down that their looks define their value. There's a reason. Okay, pause. <laughs> I can see how like if you if you watch this and you just came across this video, the tone is very direct. What he's saying is probably not something that you typically want to hear, but there is probably a little bit of truth to what he's saying right now. So far, what I'm getting is that women's primary source of value is the way that they look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off my commentary until I finish the whole the whole video, uh, and then we'll get into it. Reason why they take care of what you know they they wear makeup, they wear their hair down, whatever it is, they wear sexy dresses when they go out, whatever it is, and why the makeup industry, regardless of how bad the economy is doing, never goes down. Also, hair salons, nail salons. Uh, clothing stores, etc. 
There's a reason why women are 80% of the consumer base and they spend a lot of their expendable income on making themselves look better. Why? Because they know that their value is determined by the way they look. Women want to accept it or not. Okay, so he's saying the makeup industry is booming, the clothing industry is booming, regardless of whether or not we're in a recession, so that must mean that women's primary source of value is the way that they look. I got to think about this for a second. Because I, obviously there is a distinct bit of value and currency that comes along with being an attractive person. Like pretty privilege is very much a real thing. If you're born beautiful, life is probably going to be a lot easier for you than somebody who is not born with what we've deemed to be ob objective beauty standards. Uh, just basic things like symmetry, the whatever's in at the moment, which right now is like big lips and Brazilian butt lift bodies. Uh there is some truth to that. If you're if you're born with those things, if you have those attributes, or if you're not born with them and you pay for them, life is going to be a little bit easier for you. It's probably a little bit easier for you to get male attention. It's probably easier for you to get the jobs that you're going for. But is that something that is solely attached to being a woman? I would go as far as to say that probably attractive and beautiful men get the same bonuses and privileges. Now, is it more important for a woman to be attractive than it is for a man to be attractive? Maybe, because you can see men who make up for it, at least on the dating scene uh, in the spectrum, with other things like money, with fame, with intellect and sort of business building and things like that. The the Dan Blazarians of the world are like a great example for for men who have just exorbitant amounts of money and everything goes perfectly fine for them and they're surrounded by beautiful women and they're on the yacht and all this stuff uh but yeah i do think women have far more attachments to looks and beauty than men do scott what, do you have any initial thoughts on this yeah i think i think it's important for at least the initial um you know the initial grab for mm -hmm. you know women want to present themselves to men um and and capture their attention at least initially so um i don't think it's a it's a horrible thing but i don't that they that they you know make themselves look great and and, right. and pretty and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's um what you do after those first five seconds that really captures someone um so i don't think it's like i don't think it in it encaptures the entire mm -hmm. being of the person, the the woman. Right. Um, but it at least, you know, gives them the opportunity to to uh, bring somebody in to their to their uh, sphere um, and try and they try and influence them and, and get to know them. And and I mean that's just the the beginning stages of, of getting to know someone. Right. For for most of these conversations, it's just like you're with a bad man or you're with a bad woman if these are like the most important things to you. But I'm like on the, on the in general in the marketplace of just being a human and having these experiences, you're probably going to be better off if you're attractive, especially if you're a woman. But you know, if a feminist could watch this or a leftist could watch this and be like, well, the only reason that looks are so important to women is because they're important to men. And men look more for attractive women than they do for women with like money or intellect or who are, you know, haha, -ha, so funny. <laughs> I've been watching like the South Park episodes of like, oh, no, women are smart and funny and all this stuff. It's like, no, you you basically just look at them for their looks. And I think a lot of men do that. So you could flip that on him and be like, well, that's just what men look for. But I think in general, it is more important for women to be attractive than it is for men to be attractive would you agree with that statement yes yeah 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 because yeah. i mean again guys for the most part i mean obviously what matters is on the inside for mm -hmm. sure like 100 percent. right um but again we we like things guys like things shiny things <laughs> um and right. you know take it for for what it is but i mean if you attract us we're kind of like a barracuda we go for that shiny thing right. really quickly um but then Based on your intentions, you find out whether or not it's a it's a fit or if this person's the one. Um, so I don't know. It's I, I agree with you. It, it it matters that that the lady is presentable and looks nice. Right. Yeah. I just think it's like a hard truth. That's just uh, part of the human condition and part of who we are. You could say that that's maybe a social construct, but it seems to be. Uh, where we're at it women tend to be the camp of people who want to be protected and provided for and Protecting and providing is bringing something to the table already That's a massive thing to bring to the table and that's something that typically men bring to the table So what does a woman bring in response to the protection and the providing that she's getting from a man? 
probably looks and care and nurturing and taking care of the extraneous things that the man doesn't deal with. Uh, so looks fall into that wagon. And if you're a man who's uh, doing taking on the traditional role of protecting and providing, it doesn't really matter how you look now. It, it matters how stable you are. Yeah, and and kind of piggybacking off of that, like from a biological standpoint, I can imagine that like men want, you know, just from a biological standpoint, uh -huh. men want to get with or be with mm -hmm. a woman who is of you know good stock, uh, you know, has uh, solid DNA structure, birthing hips, yeah, <laughs> birthing birthing hips. I mean, just from a biological standpoint, you want your offspring to to be healthy and right. and to perform perform uh, well in life. And I feel like um, you know, um, presenting yourself with uh, makeup or making yourself look better—that's just uh, a way of attracting men um, from a very basic instinctual level. A hundred percent. Now. Here's here's Myron again making this point. So something interesting that the Fresh and Fit podcast does, they bring on young female influencers and a lot of them are typically feminists and they have these discussions with them. Here's a clip of that. Let's hear what he has to say. Here's another thing. You want to know why you lose to girls that make significantly less money than you and etc. to the high value guys? I'll tell you why right now. Not only do men not like masculine women, but you make a certain amount of money. Which means when you make a certain amount of money, you're incapable of looking at men that make less money than you. Women have to date up. So therefore, as your socioeconomic status goes up, so does your dating options or excuse me, your dating requirements. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. Men don't have those requirements. We can easily date down if we need to, because men don't look for security and provisioning like you do. Mm -hmm. You do. So therefore, you're only limited to your suitable options that make a certain amount of money, typically higher than you. Sometimes equal, but let's keep it real. Most women want a guy that makes about 25% more money than they do. So you're fighting for a very small portion of men that have no problem dating down against your competition. That's why you lose girls. That's why you lose guys to these bimbos that you talk about. Well said. Now, here's another thing. Okay. I think that's true. <laughs> I think that's true. But I don't know. It depends on what you are looking at, the way you're looking at dating. By the way, you guys, we did a poll in the chat and it said, are looks more important for men or women? And 67% of you said that looks are more important for women. Now, I'm the, the question might have been worded a little bit more confusingly. Like maybe it's more important for women to look good, but it's more important that men think they're with somebody who looks good. I think women are more likely to date a man who is less attractive uh, objectively or, or through whatever standard they view attraction uh, because he's intelligent or because he brings in a lot of money or he has a good job or he sees somebody sees him as somebody who's going to be stable and a provider in the future, whereas men, I think, are far more likely to, to date a woman because she's attractive and they don't want to give up the attractive woman for like the less attractive one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, That's the barracuda of, aspect of right. it, going for the shiny thing. Right, 100%. Now... He makes the point that women who make a lot of money find it hard to find a partner. And I think not only is that true in just the cultural sense, but it's true statistically that women who represent uh, higher income and higher wages as well as higher intellect have a harder time finding a male partner because they're then looking for somebody who either matches or goes past their intellect. I think the same can be said for women who represent more masculine traits and characteristics they typically look for a man who like outdoes that and if you're already a super masculine woman or you represent these masculine uh traits it's going to be difficult to find uh, a mate or a man who exceeds the standard that you've already set and women don't want to go down uh in their standard and they don't want to date below what they feel like they want men however are kind of just like Oh, this woman wants me. <laughs> in general, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure there are some very nice gentlemen out there who would never just go for whatever girl throws her stuff at him. But there are a lot of men who would just be like, oh, this girl wants me. This girl's interested in me. I'm not going to look for like her status and her income level or her intellect. Uh, I just want this woman. And that's that's the main difference between men and women. Like women make a lot more adjustments when they're making the choice for a man and they have a lot more to say when making a choice for a man because let's be honest in a relationship between a man or a woman 
who really has the the main portion of the risk there? It's probably the woman. She's the one who can end up with the child and having to take care of it and has that responsibility, not only biologically, but uh, just in internally, just knowing that that's something that she's going to have to to bear if, if that comes to the full scope of things. So women have a lot more risk in getting into things and have to have a longer list of ideals. Now we can talk about whether or not those lists of ideals are way too long now, because I think there's a massive culture of women who are like, I want the perfect man who protects and provides and every day he buys me flowers and he takes his jacket off and puts it down in the puddle when I'm walking across the street and he doesn't even look at other women. He doesn't find other women attractive. It never even crosses his mind and all he wants is me for the rest of his life. And then they go, where is he? Where's that man that I just described? And you're like, oh, he doesn't exist. That's insane that he does that that perfect Prince Charming, doesn't care about other women, man, uh, actually exists. Scott, any notes? Yeah, I think that's part of like the Disneyfication of our culture right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that those, um, you know, archetypal stories um, of the young princess finding Prince Charming are are bad because obviously they have great uh, ingrained um, life lessons uh, throughout them. But at the same time, they've also, they've been... I don't know. I don't know if I can say this, but kind of bastardized to a point in which like they've taught young women to search for this absolutely perfect human being that has, you know, honestly doesn't exist, but also has zero flaws, uh, can never make a mistake and will never make a mistake uh, and will do everything hand and serve them hand and foot for the rest of their life because they are a princess and they don't need to change. But the man does. Exactly. And then you look back at these women and you're like, what do you bring to the table then? Like, what are you going to give that man who's giving you literally the entire world? And they're like, I shouldn't have to give him anything because I'm perfect. And I was born perfect and there's nothing that I need to do to improve, but he can do everything. I can't tell you how many times I go onto social media and I see like, hashtag, if he wanted to, he would. Like, if he wanted to cross the, the, the barren sea to come and kiss your foot, he would do it. And it's not I'm so sorry. And I'm sure there are relationships where you have this like perfectly romantic yet somehow super masculine man who doesn't want anybody but you and does is is thinking about you constantly 100% of the time so much so that he's even just pushed off his own sense of individuality. And that might be great for you. And there's a lot of TikTok couples that sort of encapsulate that vision. But again, they're couples on the internet. This is a false premise that they're, they're essentially bringing the Disney movie into their living room, shooting it, and then giving it to you and acting as if that's their actual life and that's how they live. And it's not. And then young girls see this and go, well, I can have a Prince Charming. I might as well wait for that. And also, I don't have to do any work on myself. I don't have to look for him. I don't have to try at all. He's just going to show up magically one day because love falls in your lap when you're not looking for it. That little famous saying that everybody hears and is completely not true, but uh, whatever. So that's the culture that we've garnered. And with that, we have these feminist women. (laughs) Uh, And this is not all feminist women. There's a specific... There's a specific flavor of feminist women who talk like this. Here's a girl responding to Myron Gaines on the Fresh and Fit podcast saying, what do we need men for? Tell us again what we even need men for. I'm I'm real confused. Dream work makes the dream work. We need to sperm. We can just we can just like get a little syringe for that. So I mean, I mean, if I'm praying mantis style, y'all just use men for sex, get their sperm, kill them off. Yeah, I think that's probably the best bet. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just see all these women around the table who are like, "Mm mm-hmm. Go off, sis. Mm Mm-hmm. No. No. Put it put it back. Put it back in and don't let it out again. (laughs) Because it's just this idea that we we don't need no man. We're independent. We're strong, independent women. And all men are good for is to help us procreate. And then once that's done, get rid of the children. It's exactly what's wrong with our society right now, in my opinion. And we are growing up in this age where not only do we we not value men and masculinity, we just tell them they're not necessary whatsoever. And we just need them to fulfill this one thing so that we can have kids. But God forbid a man get on a podcast and be like, yeah, I just want to, 
you know, I just want to do the deed with women and not do anything else and then go about my business. That's a misogynist. That guy is a meninist, misogynist pig, but a woman who gets on and says, oh, well, that's all we need men for anyways, and they don't have any other value other than that, is cheered on by the modern-day feminist movement and called a girl boss and is told that she's uh, a feminist queen for saying the things that she's saying. Do you see where our standards are not? Not only are our standards not high, but they're not even at all. And to get on and say something like this and have a bunch of women just be like, yeah, mm-hmm, you're so, it's so true. You're so right. Go off. This is exactly what's wrong. And why you could go as far as to say modern day feminism has contributed to a lot of the ruin that we're experiencing right now. When you look around at our world and see that the United States specifically is experiencing the highest rate of single parenthood on the earth, on this planet, on this rock that we're floating on, the United States of America has the highest rate of single parenthood. Why would that be? When we live in a somewhat flourishing, we can talk about the present day economy, but a somewhat flourishing country that upholds, uh, tries to uphold the ideas and values that it was founded on, why are we experiencing this rate of single parenthood? Maybe it's because we're telling young women that you don't need men and that they're just there to create the child and then then you can shoo them away. And uh, if they try to come back, you better make sure that they're Prince Charming. In fact, don't even give him a second chance because Prince Charming doesn't need a second chance. Prince Charming has it right the first time and you'll find a man and don't even worry about finding him when you're young. Pursue your career until you're like 35 and then go, hey, guys, I'm ready to get married and have a kid. And then when you hear the crickets chirping, uh, be upset and say that it's men's fault. That's exactly where we're at now. Yeah, it, it's crazy to to that point in your example right there at 35 and, and expecting to be um, desired by a bunch of men. Again, going back to the biological thing, right. at 35 years old, like, I'm sorry, that's statistically very difficult to yeah. bear children yeah. and and multiple if, if a man is looking for that. And so that there's there's that issue. But also to, to your point about the, the culture that we've, we've created, you know, um, you know, father government at this point with the welfare system has essentially made it uh, easy yes. to to go and uh, not need a man. Right. Um, but to to her question, why do we need men? Well, um, you know, piggybacking off of Jordan Peterson and Taylor whenever mm-hmm. they talk about, you know, uh, OK, well, we need men to keep the lights on most right. of the time because they're the ones working in in the difficult jobs of mm-hmm. climbing power lines and, and working on transformers or out, um, you know, dig, uh, drilling for oil. Although that, you know, touchy subject right now. <laughs> touchy subject. <laughs> touchy subject but, Not in this um, country. Yeah. Yeah. Deep water <laughs> horizon. Like I, I know there are women that are out there, but the majority of those people doing the very laborious and difficult uh, roles out there, keeping the lights on and keeping food on the table are men. So right. we kind of need them. Right. And when you look at like the issue of not having dads in America, it's contributing to every single societal ill that we're experiencing. Like people in jail, homeless, obese, domestic abusers, rapists, uh, people who go into schools and shoot up schools. A lot of these issues that we experience as a country right now are linked to the lack of strong masculine father figures in the household in order to pass on those traits and pass on a healthy way to experience masculinity and to express it into the world. So that is what you need men for. And what is so interesting to me is that I bet if you go through this girl's dating history or maybe even look at who she's dating right now, 100% bet he's masculine. I bet he's a masculine man and that this is all just talk and that when she goes home to her boyfriend, her boyfriend will be like, okay, yeah, I know that's not real at all. It's because women will say one thing and go out and do the exact opposite. And they will say it with such confidence, like the amount of confidence she had saying that when you know She's going to be looking for a masculine man, which is probably going to be a little bit difficult to find a man more masculine than this sort of stuff that she's saying. Uh, and that would be the best way to be in a relationship. But you're going to, I mean, good luck looking for that. Uh, but they don't want what they actually say. They say all this and they say we want equality until equality means like you have as high as a, of a suicide rate. You guys are spending just as much time in jail. You're getting in as many fights as men. You have to take care of all the protection and security that men take care of in, in their daily lives. As soon as that comes to the table, you're like, oh, I didn't mean that. I meant the fun parts. Like, that's the part that I want. I meant the part where 
you sleep around and you're sexually promiscuous and you're so unattached and you don't care about things, but I don't care about the actual weight and the burden that men carry in our society. We don't need to talk about that and also I don't want it, <laughs> which is where we land on these things typically. Now, here's another uh, example of women saying they want something when that's not what they want at all. This is uh, women saying that men should be vulnerable with their partners on the Fresh and Fit podcast. And we'll get into distinctions of what vulnerable means. And I'll talk about that from my perspective. Scott will give his, uh, here's the video. No, do not be vulnerable with women. I, I, I but you've never, been in, you've never been in love. You want to do the example? <laughs> women are not built to handle masculine problems. We are being vulnerable with a woman is some of the worst advice that modern day women give to men because if I sit there and I cry to you, oh my god, my life is hard, blah 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 blah. You might sit there and console me for a bit, but deep down you're like, you fucking bitch. And you're no, gonna go and that find is someone. So not true. I know. <laughs> Huh, so you're saying that what he's saying is incorrect? No, that vulnerability a guy should shows cry in front Vulnerability is so human. powerful. Again. Okay. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Now, I could see where a woman would say this and be truthful about it. There is a certain amount of vulnerability. Like, you can't just be, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, never show any sort of emotion. Like, never come to the table with anything other than, like strong and silent. I get that. There's a, a certain amount of vulnerability. For me, in in a partner, I look for a man who is strong, protective, vulnerable when it is necessary. The last thing you want is somebody who's like super emotional and comes at you when it's not necessary. That's something that women do typically. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I know some of you guys won't like to hear that, but that's something that women do typically. We are the more emotional sex. We are the more compassionate, empathetic sex, which means we express those emotions far more often than men do. Now, if you already have somebody in a relationship that's doing that, do you want a second person to come and join you in that and to express the relationship, express those same emotions at you and you guys just sit in this bubble of it? Probably not. Uh, but women think that that is what they want. They think that they want somebody who's super vulnerable and cries all the time and is not afraid to express it. Uh, and then they get that and they go, oh, I, I feel like I'm the masculine one in this relationship and I don't want that. And whether subconsciously or consciously they're aware of it, that's what happens. And then they dip or they find a man who doesn't do that and who solves the problem. And like I said, there's room for vulnerability in a relationship, particularly if you have a problem that you cannot solve. Uh, if you have a problem that you cannot solve on your own and you need your partner in order to help you with that, of course, be vulnerable, come to the table and say, yo, I'm having this problem and I don't know how to fix it. I would love your help on it. I would love you to guide me through this or at least be an assistance in this. That is beautiful, wonderful thing. What a, what a bunch of teamwork. But a man who comes to you with problems that are fixable and is like crying and vulnerable and uh, super emotional about it, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, com completely agree with you on that. I mean, vulnerability is great uh, in very, very small doses because um, mm -hmm. everybody needs to let off a little steam sometimes yeah. or get something off their chest. And especially if you're in a relationship, um, uh, marriage, like that is absolutely necessary because like you said, you can't be a wall. You can't just be this rock and stone that right. somebody that, that your wife or spouse uh, speaks to and doesn't get anything back. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, your your job and role as a male is to is to um, find solutions to problems, not create problems, especially right. for your family. Right. Um, you need to focus. You need to um, be one hundred percent, you know, on that on that singular focus and and go for it. Um, and you can't be part of the problem. You have to find solutions to them. Yeah. And these same women will like hop on TikTok and the internet and be like, I don't need somebody creating problems for me. My life is perfect. If you're going to be a man who enters my life, you need to elevate it. You need to bring it up somehow. And then they turn around and they're like, no, be vulnerable. Cry when you want to cry to me. Tell me when you're having a, a depressed day and like, tell me every single emotion that comes to your brain completely unfiltered because I want you to be vulnerable. They're lying to you. <laughs> They're lying to you. I don't know how to tell you. And they and, and even those same women will come forth and be like, no, I'm not lying. That's really what I want. They're lying. <laughs> and I'm sure there are outliers. There are always exceptions to the rule, but the rule still exists, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm sure there are plenty of women who are like, I want nothing more than this ultra feminine, 
uh, cries to me all the time, tells me every single problem that he has. I'm sure those type of women do exist, but it is not typical of the female persuasion uh, to experience that. Here is a clip of, I believe, a co-host or at least a guest host on the Fresh and Fit podcast. His name is Andrew Tate. This one's titled Resist the Slave Mind. You're saying that feminism is about women having equal rights under the law. Let me give you a very quick red pill. Mm -hmm. Women have basically every advantage under the law today. Any divorce court, any court when it comes to custody, there's not a single law where they say men can do this and women can't do this. True. But there's about a thousand that say women can and men can't. So you already have an advantage under the law. So you can drop the feminism crap. And what I'm saying is when I talk about femcentricism, when you're going to sit here and lie to yourself and pretend you want a female pilot on that plane, what you have to understand is to some degree you've been programmed by a femcentric society, which is telling you that in a scenario where you have to make a very binary and simple choice, you don't feel comfortable enough to say, I want a man in control. You all just sat here and said you want a relationship with a man in control. But when you're on a plane in a hurricane, you don't want a man in control. You're lying to yourselves. <laughs> and I'm telling you this now. You need to resist the slave mind. And I'm telling you this because the world we live in. No, the world. The world no, because the world we live in now is nothing but slave minds. The people who True. wear the mask in their car by themselves because the news told them to and they're getting their 15th booster shot. This is the slave mind. <laughs> and when lying. you're, and when you're sitting lying. here repeating things, not because they're honest, because you think it's the right thing to say, then you need to seriously analyze where you got those opinions from. And if they're actually true. Yeah, it's so true. Everything that he just said was true. I don't like the package that it comes in. <laughs> but everything he just said and it's true. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, what's so interesting about this is that I'm sure a lot of the women who are sitting around him right now disagree. But look at all of them. Like, they all show up to surround this hyper-masculine man. They came, they got all dolled up. They're wearing like little sexy outfits. They have full makeup on their faces for this podcast to like sit and listen to this man that they say they disagree agree with and you don't you know you do but you know that it's not the quote right thing to say it's not the pc thing to say that in a, a situation of high stress that you would prefer a man take the reins and i'm not afraid to say that in a situation of high stress i would prefer like do not do not let me take control of this i know i do not have uh the the facilities to to take care of this to the fullest extent and what you should be looking for i think as a woman is a partner that in those situations of high stress doesn't even doesn't even have to make you go through that thought process they just jump in they take care of it now of course for a partner like that you're gonna have to bring something to the table and right now we're in this idea of not only does the men have to do all of that and take all this responsibility but i don't have to bring anything to the table he shouldn't expect me to bring anything to the table he should just think that i'm perfect the way that i am and that's why you hear all these giggles when he's saying what he's saying they they're it's a coping mechanism <laughs> they know they don't have anything to say in response to it they know they don't have a rebuttal and they know they are sort of beholden to this slave mind mentality that this fourth wave and fifth wave, whatever wave we're in right now of feminism, even though we're already equal to men, has come through and just completely overtaken the minds of young women and some young men uh, in this country. And yeah, I, I, it's just so interesting to point out, like these girls wearing close to nothing, sitting around this man with full makeup and being like, oh, I'm such a feminist and he's so misogynist, but I'm gonna get all beautiful to be around this man that they know they want to impress deep down. So sorry. Yeah, let so alone the, all, all of the men that are actually watching this stream or show too. Right, like, right. They're like, the Fresh and Fit podcast is so misogynist and disgusting. Let me spend two hours on my makeup to go and get filmed on this podcast where all these misogynist young men are watching me. Come on now. Come on now. If they really were like, no, I, I'm standing by what I believe. Baggy shirt, no makeup, show up to the podcast, sit there, look at him and have a rebuttal for the things he's saying. But they don't. Every single time they don't. And yeah, he's absolutely right. In times of high stress, I'm I'm so sorry, but men seem to handle it a little bit better than women. And that is just biologically inherent in us. Uh, although I think that's going to shift now 
with the way that we're treating young men in our society. We seem to have a problem with mental health in young men, and maybe it's because we're not fostering them actually honing in those masculine traits and using them to their benefit and using it in a way that is healthy for them. Instead, we're calling it toxic, and we're saying that it needs to be sort of breeded out of men, which is why, like, when you walk around L.A., there's so many feminine men everywhere, like e-boys with like the long hair, they're wearing girly clothes, their nails are painted. And if that's something you want to do, by all means, do it. But I see a lot of men do it for female attention. And it works with these feminist women who are like, maybe are are not too honed in, but know like, oh, I said that and now he's doing it. That's so great. That's so perfect. And this is what I think I want. And then they get that man and then they're like, oh no, that's not what I wanted at all. Uh, but yeah, you see it around LA a lot. Yeah, that's it's like a strange warped form of peacocking. Like they found, yes. they know what is incredibly like hot right now, and like what the thought and ideology is out there. So yep. it's almost as though they're they're trying to mimic that, 100%. peacock it, um, and and try and capture you know a a woman, um, right. and then the woman just realizes, oh no, this is definitely not what I want. I don't want a uh, a facade of a person. Like yeah. I don't want a fake. Yeah, and those men behind closed doors are just normal guys. They just put the nail polish on before they go out to the bar so they can get you. That's nearly what it is. Like, the guys who, like, walk up and they're like, oh, yeah, I totally support women's rights. Like, yeah, this Roe v. Wade stuff is horrible. I can't believe it. Like, okay, dude. Okay. Did you get her number, bro? (laughs) Um, Not all of them, but a lot of them. And I see it around L.A. Like, my roommate and I... Uh, I'm not going to say the bar that we frequent. We go to this bar and one of the bartenders paints his nails and he like talks to hot girls at the bar about like his favorite nail polish colors. And he knows like he knows more brands than I do. He knows the name of the colors that he like has on his nails and is like asking them. And it works for a second. Like these girls are like, oh, my gosh, he's like so comfortable with his masculinity and all this stuff. He's just tricking you. He's literally just tricking you. You can see it. The body language is just so fake and like knows that he's playing right into your hand. So, so far with these alpha males, I would just characterize them as traditional males for the most part with the things that they're saying. I'm agreeing. I'm I'm sure we're going to find some videos where I'm like, ah, that was way off and I don't like that at all. But so far, I agree. Maybe there's some rough packaging to what they're saying, but the the sentiment is there and it's true. And I, I want I wanted to add like there is also that sense of mimicry uh, on the other side too. Like there are guys who legitimately peacock and aren't alphas, mm-hmm. um, and you know that that could be um, part of what's going on with this rise in the alpha male podcasts or um, you know outlets and everything. It's it's dudes trying to. Um, you know, go against the grain because yeah. uh, people are hungry for a, a different message than what's being fed right now. Um, so, the, yeah, the, it cuts both ways for sure. But um, I feel like the more egregious one is the the former. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And yeah, I, I didn't even touch on that. These podcasts, like these male-dominated alpha male advice, like how to, how to not be a beta, these podcasts are growing like crazy. Like Fresh and Fit Podcast is one of the biggest podcasts amongst, probably the biggest podcast amongst young males in the United States. Why? It's because the entire culture is rejecting everything that men actually want and everything that women actually want. And then they find somebody who says it out loud and they're like, oh man, I actually agree with that. And it feels like this subculture underground, like, oh, I watch Fresh and Fit Podcast but literally every guy's watching it. It's very similar to what happened with Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson came to the forefront and was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to say what everybody's not saying here, and I'm going to tell you what actual men want and what masculinity actually looks like. And then all these guys went, oh my gosh, I subscribe to the opposite of that. I was feeling lost. I was feeling like I didn't have any direction, and I found that direction through you. And now Jordan Peterson's like this massive cultural phenomenon where people are hanging on to every word that he says, when really he's just a regular guy who came out and said what people were thinking and was able to articulate that in a way that particularly uh, touched something in young men that they want to listen to and they wanted to hear. And now he he serves as some sort of like masculine father figure to a lot of these men, which is really interesting uh, because when you watch his videos, he's a particularly emotional guy, but he is seen as like hyper masculine. I'm looking for the traits that Jordan Peterson is talking about simply because he said the things that people were not willing to say. Uh, now let's move on here. I found some other 
alpha male creators. I hate calling it that. <laughs> but alpha male creators. Guys, the amount of stupid stuff that I had to watch in order to compile these videos for you, uh, you should be thanking me. You can thank me by liking this stream, please. I would much appreciate it. I know Spencer is bullying you in the chat to like the stream, but please give it a like on YouTube. Uh, here's three things alpha males should never say to women. Three things alpha males never say to women. If you think you're an alpha male or you oh want to be an alpha gosh. male, you should never say these to a woman. Number one, when can I see you? Guys, you should never just be available every time. You need to be well, okay. I feel like we're getting the other side of the coin here where we just get into like ridiculous, like hoorah, we don't ever tell women that we interested in them type of videos. Never um, make eye contact. Yeah. You never look at a woman. Once you look at her, that's all the attention she needs. She already knows she's got you. Now, you can ask a woman when she's available. Come on now. Come on now. If anything, traditionally, like men are the person who's supposed to be like, yo, I want to see you. When are you available? Or at least like be like, hey, Thursday, eight o'clock. Let's go. Uh, so this whole don't ask women when they're available. I could see where somebody could see that and be like, oh, it's kind of submissive to ask. <laughs> no, but it's just respectful to ask. Uh, Scott, is this resonating with you? Uh, what you're saying, yes. Okay. What he is? No, 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 no. Okay, no. okay good. Also... Come, do you have to have your shirt off just because you said the word alpha? <laughs> do you have to have the shirt off just because you said the word? Uh, and oh my God, the traps are like, it looks like he's on T. Anyways, <laughs> let's keep going. To be a busy man. She needs to be trying to find out when you're available, right? You being available anytime she wants is putting you in a weaker position and alpha males do <laughs> not accept a weaker position. Uh, Number two, can I get another chance? Begging for another chance from a girl is weak. It shows. Okay, you're you're not losing me. I just don't like you. Never look less than a woman. Never look weaker. In fact, when you walk up the steps, make sure she walks before you, cause you always you 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 never want to be in a position that, that puts you to be attacked by this woman. Like it's so crazy what he's saying. But okay, what what was the second point again? He said. Uh, he, he said he said you should. Um, <laughs> You never want to appear weak to the woman. So like, um, you know, asking for a second chance or something like that okay. it, uh, appears weak. I agree with that. This one, I agree. I do agree with that one. I mean, if you've like done something wrong in a relationship and you want this woman back, I don't know how else you're going to articulate that you would like a chance from this woman. But if it's like, if we're talking simp territory, where like you go on a date with this woman and she does not display interest and sort of like pushes you off to the side, does not give you any attention, it's not there for you in any way, and then you're like, what's wrong? Why don't you want to date me? Like, can I can I get another chance? Can I take you out again? That that I can totally agree with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Doting and groveling, uh, those are no-goes. Um, yeah, they definitely make you appear weak and not even appear that they yeah. make you weak. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. So yeah. um, unless you're absolutely in the wrong and you're like trying to communicate that to a woman, maybe don't do the whole can I get a second chance thing. And his first point, uh, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, like to a certain extent, it was... It was um, Shoot, I lost my train of thought. Where was <laughs> what was it? What was the first thought again? Yeah. Uh, let me go back. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go, go back. back. And but to I, it. I remember, yeah. The oh, are you available? Are yeah. you available? Are you available? I mean, I feel. Like, how else are you going to ask the girl on a date? I know, right? I think you got to get a, a view for the availability there. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Like, but you you don't want to be too too forward with it and be like, oh, any any time that you're available, right. I'm available. Right, right, right. Like, I will. Not take my grandma to the doctor so that I can take you to right. the on this date. Yeah, right. yeah. You don't want to be like, I'll do anything at any time. Yeah. Show me the hoop and I'll, I'll jump. Yeah, you know, you definitely don't want to do that. But being like, hey, when are you available this week? Like, do you have a free day this week? It's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, last one. There's there's three things you should never say to women. So we got to get to that. But you don't have a lot of options, right? Do not accept that position. If a girl doesn't like you, bye-bye. <laughs> and number three, guys, can the dramatic I be music. Boyfriend? Oh. Asking a girl to be in a relationship with her is not alpha. Wait, can I? Don't ever ask a girl, can I be your boyfriend? Come on, y'all. Scott. That. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, that that's a little weird. Cause he like, lost me. Yeah, yeah. He lost me there. Because, like, dude, after a certain time, you have to define. Yeah. If you're with, if you're with somebody for a certain amount of time and you're seeing them and you're starting to you you have feelings for him you have to define what you are otherwise right. 
It's just going to run amok. What are you supposed to say? We're in a relationship. And I'm not asking. I'm telling. Yeah. That's not going to work. I get... Now they're just saying, oh, well, it sounds feminine to ask somebody a question and not know the answer. Like, okay, if a girl really likes you and is showing that she really likes you, you should go into that conversation of can I be your boyfriend or are we in a relationship already knowing what the answer is going to be. The answer should be yes. And if you're with a woman who's not treated you like the answer is going to be yes, it's not the right woman for you. Uh, but, yeah, you can ask a girl, can I be your boyfriend? Yeah. Come on now. I think I think it's also like, what are your intentions? Like, right. I don't know. I feel like this is speaking to a certain group of... The F-boys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But if you're serious about searching for a mate or a a, a person to live the rest of your life with, dude, have that conversation. What are you talking about? Right, please. If anything, it's like it's in, it's an assertive masculine thing to do to be like, I want you. Let's make it happen. Uh, that that's more masculine than being like, I'm never going to ask and I'm just going to like go with the flow and be an F boy about our relationship and where we stand. I give that man an F, maybe a D minus uh, because some of it I somewhat agree with. This one, I already feel like we're going in on the wrong foot. How to punish female behavior. Oh. <laughs> here so we guys, go. Mrs. Chunk and Sexy here. Then I'm going to let you know how to probably punish females if they start acting up and don't obey orders. First of all, why is it important to punish a female? Look, if you don't probably punish a female and put your foot down, she's going to start walking all over you and think you're a beta male, right? You don't want that. Look, sometimes you need to punish. It's like with dogs. If you have a dog, you need to punish oh, the dog, God. but also reward if it has good behavior. That's the only way is to know that you're its master. So guys, listen carefully. The number one way in how to punish a female is this. <laughs> Men like this make me want to be a feminist, like just out of spite for like, do you just call me a dog? <laughs> is that what you just... Now, again, rough packaging of a message that is not inherently wrong. Like, uh, punish is a strong word. Uh, you should not put up with unacceptable behavior in a relationship. Do you have to respond to unacceptable behavior? Yes. Can that be in some sort of negative reinforcement way? Yes. Can that be defined as punishment? Yes. But don't be like, I'm going to punish my dog female, <laughs> my dog female girlfriend, and this is how I'm going to do it because females need to be punished. No. I think it's a pretty mutual thing in a relationship. Like, I wouldn't let a man treat me in an unacceptable manner, and I would hope that who I'm dating would not let me treat them in an unacceptable behavior, uh, and we would just have that discussion. Yeah, it's also a little weird, like the words that he's using, orders, uh, punishment, all these things. It's like, hey, yeah. man, I, I don't know if you can really function in the world properly or within society society properly if you're approaching relationships like this. Because mm -hmm. I'm just curious as to how, does he have friends that he, you know, functions the same way with? Like, right. uh, you know, I win all the time. I, I mean, it, it, I, I hate keep uh, keeping to bring him, bring him up, but like Jordan Peterson, you know, the the rats that have the most fun the alpha rats that have the most fun are the ones who play with the beta rats and let them win every once in a while yeah. this guy seems like he's an alpha rat that just beats up on everyone and i doubt he has many friends because of that or just, a girlfriend honestly yeah you can go too far guys you can go too far like the, what the fresh and fit people say is like funny haha cool okay i get it you guys have a rough exterior being really masculine you're saying how it is but like you can go too far into this subculture of being an alpha male and like just completely go to a part that is devoid of meaning and has nothing to do with the actual subject matter and this seems to be it i'm gonna let him finish this this thought uh and then we'll see if anything of substance is said remove your attention girls need attention like plants need water and you just remove the water just take it out look if she says something stupid over text don't respond anymore if she responds late don't respond anymore okay if she acts up in person ignore her ass okay if you removing her attention will make her want it back and she'll want more attention from you okay and then she'll come back and submit oh my gosh it's actually hella beta vibes from this one right now to be like I'm not going to talk to you because you did something that I didn't like. And uh, I'm not going to look at you and I'm just going to sit in this corner and I'm not going to say anything to you ever again because of what you've done. No, just be like, hey, didn't like it when you did this. Would appreciate it if you didn't do it again. That would be the most masculine thing of like, oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Whatever. Don't be like, I'm not going to talk to you because you didn't. That's what 
I'm sorry, that's what women do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said I didn't want to say so it. I'm so sorry because that's what I do. And I'm definitely, I've definitely been like in the camp of like, if somebody pisses me off, I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to. I actually just had a talk with my roommate about, <laughs> about like uh, this random guy, not somebody who I'm seeing, but somebody in her, her scope uh, and her being like, he did this thing. And I'm like, Ugh, just don't respond. <laughs> like, just don't respond. And that's what women do i'm so sorry i'm so not all women but my type of woman <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean the image that popped into my mind was like just an elementary school girl that got her feelings hurt right uh, because right. a boy was mean exactly right and yeah communicate that's yeah. Li- just communicate what what is upset you and what what is what is wrong uh because that is very beta very beta buy you at the pet store beta uh <laughs> Now, here is somebody who I'm curious to get your thoughts on this man, Scott. Dan Blazarian. Do you view him as an alpha male? At least on the initial onset, because like I was just so intrigued as to who this who this guy was okay. uh, popping up on, you know, Instagram and, and Snapchat and all that kind of stuff. I was like, who who is this guy? It seems like he's got everything. Right. Um, but I don't know. Now, as I've grown older. Okay, and where do you know where Dan Blazarian got his money? It's like real estate or something. I feel like it's real estate. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was his father or something. It was a hedge fund. Let us know guy. in the comments if you guys know where Dan Blazarian got his money. But he, apparently, here's his best strategy for getting girls outside of having billions of dollars. Listen up. <laughs> don't chase, and don't be afraid of rejection. <clears throat> you know, don't be afraid of rejection. My strategy in college would be every time I would see a hot girl, I'd just go up and talk to her. Um, now I realize that a better strategy, if you can do it, a lot of guys don't really have their life set up to do it, is set up your life to where the girls have to come to you, and so you don't have to pursue them. And when you don't have to pursue them, like I said earlier, you know, just the dynamic is different when they're chasing you as opposed to you chasing them. Don't chase. And don't be afraid to reject. Mm, I mean... Also, it's like you're you're in the position where women come to you all the time is because you have a yacht <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like probably like 10 different properties across the United States and different countries and stuff. Not exactly the best person to go for advice about how to get attractive women, because I'm pretty sure he just like pays Instagram baddies to be on his yacht uh, for like 12 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would I would agree with this first point. Don't be afraid of rejection. I think that you could 100%. not even in relationship, but like relationships, but across life in general, like you shouldn't be afraid to fail um, because that's how you learn and that's how you don't fail in the future. That's how you get better um, and all those things. So I agree with that, but yeah, he just rubs me the wrong He's way. He's just a rough one to take advice from on the subject matter. Uh, here is yet another alpha male on TikTok. I believe this is also Andrew Tate from Fresh and Fit Podcast. Uh, and this one I just put in because it's hilarious and I cannot believe he's being serious. Whatever. Never say go into bed. Go into bed is emasculate. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> well, I'm texting you, you beautiful girl, but I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm going go to bed. You know what I like to say at fucking quarter past one in the morning? I'm going to work. Work? At this time, money never sleeps, baby. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Then I go to bed. It's fine. But the point... <laughs> never text a female that you're going to bed. It is highly emasculine. In fact, females are the only ones who need to sleep. Not me. I'm going to work. I text her as I go to sleep. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say here. Yeah. Maybe I say, oh, I'm going to pass out. Like, okay. But like to <gasps> say that, the to say that phrase is, is feminine? feminine is, what are you talking about? Uh, this is when alpha male culture goes too far. Like, guys, I get it. There's certainly room to like be alpha, to talk about masculinity, to talk about how important it is. But this is not the way to do it. Like, it's not a submissive thing just because like, I don't know, like, are we going back to like ancient times? Like men used to be attacked in their sleep when they were hunter gatherers. So we don't sleep or at least we don't tell women that we sleep, even though you, we come on. You know, it's stupid. You know, what's hilarious about this is that it's it's like a. <laughs> It's like an effeminate version of Jocko Wilnick and like what he, right? you know, he just posts literally the time on his watch when he gets up and gets to work and gets after it. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. He doesn't need to be like, oh, I'm going to work. Like, yeah. okay, dude, 
you don't have to lie. Yeah. Just like do what you're actually doing. And like that's that's another thing. If like the men who get on these podcasts and like put on this like alpha male, here's let me tell you how it is, oftentimes it's like a massive facade and they're probably not as confident as they are on on their podcast, which is what with anybody who does this line of work, for the most part, you you're getting something probably very different from who they are in real life. And that's really what they're uh, perpetuating is that like you need to give something that you're not actually be who you actually are, but try to hone in on where you are most masculine and work on those traits and, and build them in a way that is presentable and that people can see when you're just living your normal life. You don't have to come at me and be like, I'm an alpha male. Ooh, look at my arms. Look how strong I am. I don't care about you. I'm not even going to look in your direction because females just want my attention. No, you can just like lead that, lead your life in a way that is confident and expresses that to people as you walk, like as you walk in a room. And that's what I feel like real men do. Like you can just sense it. You can feel it. Yeah. If you got to say it, it's not true. Like, right. That's just right. That's the way it is. If you had to let me know that you're an alpha male, I'm going to not think you're an alpha male. Uh, one more here before we close out for today. And I'm actually going to read through some of your comments on the community post that I put out. This is another one on fresh and fit. I don't know this guy's name though. Here we go. I think eventually if men start talking enough, you become red pill. That's just the truth. Like any man who's honest and like sees things clearly, you become a red pill piece of it just is what it is what? if you're honest about the way it is that's just how yeah. it goes i didn't want to be that like i didn't i, I want to respect and fall like at, at my core yeah. i'm a romantic bro i want to fall in love hold hands do all that cute bullshit yeah. but it's not possible you they don't they will abuse you until you're weak and then leave you i think it's just that I can see where um, a guy would think this. I could see where women would feel the same way about men if they're just going to abuse you and, and use you and all this stuff. And it seems like we are now at a point where men think that about women and women think that about men. And it's just like, boom, 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 boom. We've all decided we're not going to have relationships. So let's just have a hookup culture and create a bunch of single moms and create the society that doesn't function well because we don't trust or like each other. And we're fostering these different cultures that don't trust or like each other. And guess where that gets you? It's going to get you absolutely nowhere. And I would go with probably as far as to say guys are looking in the wrong direction and so are girls. Most of this hatred that I think people have for the opposite sex is just because you're probably getting with people of the opposite sex who are probably of not the highest standard uh, morally, value-wise, character-wise, intellectually, uh, and you are focusing on things that are not conducive to creating good relationships. And then when you get that bad result, you go, couldn't possibly have been me. Must be men. And it must be that every single man that I've dated has done the same thing to me because all men are trash, not because I go for the wrong men. And the same thing can be said for for, uh, men who say, oh, can't find a good woman these days in, in, in this America. You might be just going for the wrong women. They do exist. There are women who have sense and and value and who are looking to contribute to a relationship, but they're certainly not like the Instagram baddies. If that's what you're looking for, which it seems like a lot of these men, like they wouldn't be caught. They wouldn't be caught dead with a woman who's like less than an eight and who doesn't have a BBL and lip filler and their eyes done, all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, well, maybe if you're looking for a woman with that characteristic, with those characteristics, that's the woman that comes with those characteristics. Uh, because that she's shown you what she values. And the same thing for women who look for men like that. They've shown you what they value. And then when you find them and get them and they cheat on you and they're this and that and they're abusive or emotionally manipulative. Is it because men are like that or is it because you chose those men? Uh, it's just my question that I'll pause it. I think that that's a great question. It's a great question. You guys can answer that down below. Do you guys, are you guys good at picking your partners? Or if you guys had a rough patch yourselves and found it very difficult. I did posit the question on YouTube community. Do you guys think that modern day feminism has ruined dating and relationships for men and women? Comment your full thoughts below and you guys can still do that after the podcast. I do go through and read your comments and see what you guys are saying. Uh, We already have, let me refresh this, how many votes we got on this already? 5,300 votes in two hours. You guys really went at it. Uh, 80% of you said yes. Uh, They feel like it's ruined dating and relationships. Uh, 4% of you said no. 12% of you said maybe a little. And 4% of you said that you had no idea. Some of the highest liked comments on here are absolutely from 
Josh X022, expectations are too high. Everyone is used to digital interaction and not one-on-one face-to-face communication. Folks letting a group and political views corrupt everyday things. I think folks have forgotten how strong a team can be in a healthy relationship. Not enough people lifting each other up as I see it currently. And I think you've hit the nail on the head too. We didn't even talk about how online dating and digital uh, interaction has completely messed up all the way that we see each other and how we set up dates and how we view how many people we should be seeing and all this crazy stuff. Uh, And we could do an entire episode about that. Let me know. We can do maybe a poll, Spencer, if you're watching right now. Should we do an episode on online dating and how it has affected the relationship landscape here in America? And you guys can vote on that poll. Uh, Liwa says, there is still hope. It's hard to find a good guy and a good lady, but they are out there. Don't lose hope. I completely agree with you. I think they are out there. Uh, The amount of people who are like watching uh, and talking about these values and talking about how our society is devoid of what we need right now shows that it's somewhere in there and that people are willing and looking for others to create a relationship with and build a family and promote these things. So that's good. Uh, Let's see, Kamet says, Social media escalated distrust into people overall. It's generally harder to form genuine connections with anybody these days. Yep, again, social media and online stuff has really ruined it. Imagine just having in your pocket hundreds of women or hundreds of men that you could be talking to at any given moment and all of whom represent different characteristics and different traits that you may or may not want and you can just flip through them whenever you want it doesn't matter day or night you can just flip through what does that do to your psyche and what does that do to the way that you communicate with people mix in a little pandemic where everybody's home and on the internet all day long and see how that affects the relationship landscape probably not good we'll read a few more here uh more fiction says it is definitely hurt i would say so to minimize this and this advice uh is only for christians join a church with this consistent and biblical and meet a girl who also attends, be committed to something beyond the modern day culture. Yeah, if you guys are Christians uh, and you're like, I'm looking for somebody who's a Christian, maybe you could start at church and find somebody who represents your values. The same to be said for anything that you enjoy. Like if you like reading books, let's go to the library, let's join a book club. If you like anime, join an anime club or whatever. I think those things exist. Uh, Look at your interests and go, okay, how can I find somebody with similar interests or similar values? And that would be the way that you do it. And I'd have to add also mm-hmm. just to just to kind of be that that other viewpoint. Um, I think online, it again, it all goes down to intent. You know, mm-hmm. and w- like clean your own room, figure out what you want in a relationship, in a yeah. long term relationship. And if you have the proper intent, you will do your due diligence, whether it be online, in person, at bars, wherever, concerts, wherever, when you meet people. Yeah. Um. So. I, th- I think it's just important when you go into an environment like, say, online dating, it's 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 understanding that there will be um, people out there with uh, some some nefarious. Uh, ill intent. Yeah, ill intent, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, if, if you know what you're looking for and you stay true to that, um, you know, keep looking, keep doing your due diligence and, and get out there. A hundred percent. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm sure we, we both know a lot of couples who have met on the Internet and have met on dating apps and, and have built very successful, fruitful relationships from them. And yeah, intent is super important. It's hardest to delineate what people's intent is these days, but you got to be sure. diligent in doing that. And you got to know the little character markers that you can see. Now you you know what alpha males are <laughs> <laughs> or at least the spectrum of alpha males. Uh, so you can see. Uh, uh, what that looks like and make your judgment on whether or not you would want to date any of these men. I'm going to give it a no. Uh, even though I agree with some of the things that they're saying, these men in particular, uh, I have no no interest in whatsoever. Uh, comment your thoughts down below. Is there something you wish we talked about? Is there an alpha male that you would love to have seen featured on this uh, episode that we didn't get to? We can do hundreds of episodes just watching their content because it is everywhere and young men are watching it far and wide. So let me know what your thoughts are. Comment that down below after the stream. I will look at all of your comments and read it because I love to hear what you guys think. We will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. 
Eastern how to do the conversion <laughs> in my brain for that one. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. And if you'd like to listen to us, you can go to Google Play, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on all of those platforms because we love to have your support. And your support boosts our podcast so that people who disagree with me or don't like these values or haven't heard these sets of values get to listen to it as well and make their own judgments. We love to have newcomers and new thoughts and ideas in the comments down below. Thank you guys so much for watching. Wait, Amala, before before we end, yes. I think today is the last day for our two-time donation match. Is the 31st. The 31st it is. There okay, it is. ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Yes. So if you guys want to support the content that we're making here at PragerU and really support all the people who work here, which now it's like a huge huge uh, uh, company now. You guys can support us monetarily by going to PragerU.com slash donate. And if you do, so today we have a generous donor who's going to be matching those donations two times because they love PragerU so much and they love the work that we're doing. So if you love this show or the book club or Will's Man on the Street or Dennis Fireside Chats or five minute videos or anything that we do here for you guys, please consider making a donation. Doesn't matter how small, doesn't matter how big, size does not matter. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching, and I will see you guys tomorrow.